Well, hello, everybody. We want to welcome you today to this episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. And I was gone last week, so it's good to be back today. I'm, I'm Brian Sedvitz. I'm here in the studio with Amanda Dunwoody, who's joining us today. And uh, we have an empty seat. I don't Me know. Too. We waited a long time. I'm Wait, I'm coming. coming. I'm here. I'm here. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. What is okay. going on? Guys, what are you wearing? <laughs> Guys, you said we... It's still warm today. What you said you we were dressing up as drive through Bethlehem. What? I think you forgot to tell me. I even brought the staff and everything. Oh my goodness. This is really embarrassing. Let me cross my legs. uh, Daniel's our sponsor of the week. Yeah! As it turns out. And I think that's going to be apparent to most of them why. But we're gearing up for Drive Through Bethlehem. And actually, that's a really nice costume. I think, Brian, you and I should bring robes back for men. (laughs) They, They are flowy. (laughs) <laughs> warm when you want them to be cool when you want them to be how would y'all feel if i preached in robes from now on I, it's a pretty high liturgical feel but yeah. i think we should bring them back i think we could rock them <laughs> this is like the um this is like the michael curtis sash that he wears sometimes you know yeah i'm liking that it does add a pop of color there listen the sponsor of the week is drive through bethlehem and the reason it's the sponsor of the week is because this year is a drive through bethlehem year mm-hmm. last year we took a break it was nice but this year we are gearing up for drive through bethlehem and this is a shepherd's costume and a shepherd's crook on one of there you go. And, uh, and we are getting excited for that. And Amanda is in the studio to talk about that a little bit today. Um, Brian, how many years have you done Drive Through Bethlehem? Do you remember? Um, I think we started it in 2012 was our first one. Mm. Okay. Uh, that may be wrong. That's just my off the top of my head. So you've done all of them? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So the answer is all of them. <laughs> all of them here. I've done all of them, yes. Okay. So... Um, in the very beginning, David Fincher kind of gave me a plug for some kind of a drive-through nativity or something. Uh-huh. That was quite a ways before we started it. He had seen it at some other church, I think. Um, then uh, I was at I was on the Missouri Christian Convention committee as mm-hmm. the worship, you know, chair, whatever they call it. And at that, there was a guy there. Uh, Mark Atterbury, I think is his name. We're still Facebook friends, and I chat with him sometimes. He was at a church in Florida, yeah. and he had shown some photos and things of a of their drive through mm-hmm. Bethlehem. And it was like, okay, I've heard this from this person. I've seen photos. I asked him for his information. He sent it. me like a whole binder of stuff, which we do ours quite a bit different than theirs, but mm-hmm. it was a good starting place. Yeah. And then... Um, also got some info from Harvester, which does a walkthrough. Or, I don't think they do it anymore. But they, they, no, they don't do it anymore. They used to do a walkthrough Bethlehem, and theirs was way more involved mm-hmm. with like learning lines and yeah. uh, you know thousands of people walking through it because you know you're in St. Charles, I think is where they are. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it got started. And it's yep. pretty cool. And for the first few years, we did it every year. Then. After a while, you know, the newness wears off and you're like, the Dude. attendance is going down. Mm-hmm. The energy from our people to volunteer was going down. And there was one year where like I was begging and getting nothing. And we, I said, this is not like intended to be a depressing thing, everyone, but we're just not doing it this year. <laughs> and, and I said, it's because 
we shouldn't have to beg that yeah. hard. Like mm-hmm. people should want to do it. Yeah. And I if think we're, every other year has been a good. It's much better. It's been a good flow. And there's yeah. people that still say, "I miss it. I really want it to happen." Uh, but they're usually not the people helping. <laughs> they're the people just attending. Absolutely. So, so we'll talk more about Draft Through Bethlehem in a little bit, but that is the sponsor of the week, and we hope that you're getting at least your mind headed towards that idea that this is happening this year, and uh, we're excited for it. Let's review the week and the previous Sunday and see how everybody is doing. Uh, Amanda, how was your Sunday? My Sunday was great. What was the best part of your Sunday, and what was the worst part of your Sunday? There was no worst part. Uh, liar. This uh, liar's no. liar. <laughs> so, um, I don't, uh, Sundays are always so busy with uh, First Church, and then, you know, we have lunch afterwards, and then um, in the afternoons we have our small group. So, um, mm. it's just a fun day Sunday. Um, and it's always just amazing. Daniel's sermon is the answer. <laughs> I said, it comes to the... church. <laughs> um, Brian, how was your Sunday? Good. I was really happy that, you know, we had a lot of extra stuff. It seems like to work in there Sunday, the mm-hmm. stuff, everything the announcements, Rex, yeah. which that was a highlight for me. Not that he's leaving, but anytime we get to right. just recognize somebody for mm-hmm. their behind the scenes work. Yeah. Uh, Our highlight of the week is Rex's leaving. <laughs> so, no, I'm really sad about that actually because there's so. He did, it, he's it, done so much. If you're watching this and you feel like you could be a Rex type person around here, please call us. And I mean, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but but we would love to talk to somebody that's like semi-retired uh-huh. that just wants a few hours to do handyman stuff because building is what we say 18. Yeah. years old or something like yeah. that and mm-hmm. it's just starting to have a lot of issues need some upkeep and, and more than we want just like a volunteer deacon to have to do yeah. they can do mm-hmm. some of those things but rex has really um you know i'd say the especially the last let's say nine months mm-hmm. done a lot of things around here yeah well sunday we were continuing the series through uh the people of israel leaving uh egypt and going to the promised land and we talked this week about Uh, the sons of Aaron who were killed because they didn't come before the Lord with uh, hearts of humility. They did what they shouldn't have done. Difficult topic to deal with. Um, It was probably the shortest sermon I've preached in like a year and a half, Hmm. mainly because we had two testimonies that were given at the beginning by Lee Bowman and Jan Kraft. And I'm so grateful that they shared uh, their testimonies with us, uh, just a little bit about what God is doing in their life. And I can gladly shorten my sermons for someone to share a little bit about what God is doing. Um, so we hope if you uh, if you missed anything on Sunday, go to tlcc.church. You can catch up there and uh, see everything that you missed. Um, Brian, we got TLCC top three. What are the top three things yep. they need to know coming up this week? Uh, yeah, the first couple of things are stuff we've been talking about. One of them is the pictorial directory. And that's coming up Mm mid-November. And we're just reminding you to sign up because we really need you to sign up. Check your emails. Dawn has sent out the links to say, hey, click this link and you can select. Did you sign up? Yes. You did? Was it an easy process? It's very easy, yes. You can also do it through the app. Click on it. It's right there. You select your time slot. Simple. You can do it through the app. You heard it first. Yeah. And and you just click that link, pick a time. And the reason we're wanting you to sign up is if everybody in our church 
signs up, there are not enough spaces on there right now, mm -hmm. but they won't add another day until they get yeah. a certain amount on those days. So if you try to do this last minute, you may not get a spot is mm -hmm. the fact. So you really need to commit to a time and pick a spot. And if you want a directory, your photo must be taken Ooh. or you're gonna have to pay money for your directory. I think your it's $20. in the directory. You get one for free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think you get a photo for free. If I remember, <clears throat> you get a family. Photo and I think, if you don't, you have to pay 20 bucks just for the directory. That's on you. That's all yeah. on you. Yeah. Don't mean to point so aggressive. That's, <laughs> That's pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want y'all to know this is getting a little warm now. I, so I'm I rethinking, I, I, I'm I rethinking my plan for bringing back the, uh, well, our, our new podcast area is often a little stuffy anyway. <laughs> when you get the fans back here. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be the nice. whole time Rex was working back here, there's a fan. Oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, just think these are perfect for when it's cold and we're actually outside. Yeah. I just yeah. Kind of, oh, yeah. like, cuddle up with them. Okay. okay. Number two, we got, uh, so picture directories. Yeah. Get volunteers. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all I wrote down was volunteers, but, but <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're going to talk about, uh, Christmas volunteers, mm -hmm. but uh, if you've just been a person that comes here and sits in the seats, you you have benefited from other people volunteering uh, to to do a number of things for you. Make coffee. You guys talked about that mm -hmm. uh, last Sunday, I think. Some I gave that announcement about chairs, coffee. We're trying to get people to uh, pick up the chairs now because it's such a nicer environment to leave church second hour if we're not having the mass chaos of stacking chairs and mm -hmm. rolling carts across the floor but that means somebody has to do it and uh, Matt's uh, small, small group, group on Sunday night which my son is in has we've been doing that middle school boys but I don't, child labor yeah. is what we've been doing. I mean and, and they're willing to do it some but yeah, like he's, not he's like time. we're not going to make this a every week yeah, project yeah, so we need yeah. some people who would be willing to just go out maybe get lunch and come back or just hang around. There's some of you that just like hanging around talking after mm -hmm. church anyway, mm -hmm. just wait 10 or 15 minutes till it clears out and that, you know, our guests are gone and then stack up the chairs. So, mm -hmm. um, it really doesn't take that long since I've been helping with it. Uh, if you have three or four people, it's a pretty quick, easy thing. So volunteers, that's just a general call, especially in the fall. There's a lot more stuff that's happening and things that we'd like to do. And if you haven't really gotten plugged in to serve in a specific area, we can figure out a way to fit your time schedule and uh, an area of ministry that might be even enjoyable for you. And the thing about serving is when you, when you serve, you can get more connected to people. Mm -hmm. And so if you felt like kind of on the fringe, when you serve, that's when you really get to know people and it's a great opportunity. So you can go to the website, tlcc.church slash serve. Mm -hmm. And there's a form there that just says, Hey, I'm interested. And we can get in contact with you about how to connect you to some areas of ministry that uh, we have needs. So. And you can just put on there wherever needed yeah. and we'll come up with some ideas. We can talk with you about if we don't know you, we'll get to know your strengths or what you're good at. That's right. We'll put you in a road, put you on a podcast. Yes. We'll, whatever you need. <laughs> okay. From experience, they'll ask you to do some really obscure things. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So uh, you got the first thing, get the pictorial directory signed up. And if you're interested in service, this is just a plea that uh, we'd love to get you connected. And then yeah. finally... Yeah, and then for the rest of today, we're really just going to move into talking about drive through Bethlehem, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, one reason we invited Amanda to join us today, mm -hmm. but we started our recruiting. Well, I started recruiting some things earlier, but Sunday we officially did what we call enlistment. 
and that's for helping out with the mega tree setup with um, Christmas Eve. Some of you are, that's mostly for musicians. A lot of times we do a little bit of drama or um, sometimes we have other things, just depending on the direction we go with Christmas Eve. So if you're interested, if you know you're going to be here on the 23rd and 24th, 5 p.m., let us know and, and we can uh, try to find a good spot for you to fit into that program. But then Drive Through Bethlehem is something that takes, I said last time it was 100 and something, 108, is that what I said Sunday? I had it written down. Yeah. 108 people had to be involved last time we did this. And that's just who I had on the list. Plenty of people that uh, made snacks or maybe came in and helped set up or something that I didn't even have on my list. Yeah. But Okay, well, Amanda, let's get to you because we're going to get in drive through Bethlehem. But before, I like to do this thing where you get, um, what did I say, 30 seconds usually? You get 30 yeah. seconds to tell the people okay. who you are. Mm. So anything that you feel like is important, if you're meeting someone for the first time, like what do you want them to know about you? You've got 30 seconds and you can start, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, now. Okay, um, so my name is Amanda Dunwoody. Uh, I've been in Moberly for many, many years, lived here. Uh, I work for US Cellular and um, I have um, a son, Ian. I have um, a daughter, Olivia, who is currently a sophomore at the high school. And then I have Samantha, who is in seventh grade at the middle school. 10 um, seconds. Um, have, uh, I, I love to volunteer and um, do various things throughout the community. I've been involved in, in many, many different organizations around here as well as at the church. That's good. That's yeah. good. Did you black out? <laughs> <laughs> I understand sometimes when people ask you questions and put you on the spot, your brain just kind of... Oh, yeah. We didn't rehearse any of this. Oh, no. I know. Well, I mean, I was rehearsing this for like days to get this right. Um, so you, uh, you started coming to church a couple years ago, about five years ago here, four years ago. Mm. When did you come to church here? How, when did you come? Five years ago. Okay. So it was about right after. It was was like like around the same time. The very first, like one of the first times you were here, you remember I I introduced myself (laughs) to you and said, I'm new, you're new. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Um, so it's been, so how long did it take you then to get involved in like volunteering? Okay. Um, so can I back up and tell the story about how I started coming here? Sure. Is that okay if I like set the stage? I got all done. Um, I think it was the year 2017. Brian, you'll have to correct me if there was actually a drive through Bethlehem that year. But um, my daughters were obviously younger at yeah, that Yeah, they're time. on the odd years. Yeah, so, so it would have been, been that year. Um, so, you know, we were driving around looking at Christmas lights, things like that. And um, we saw that there was this, you know, thing happening at the church here as we were driving down Gratz Brown. So um, the girls wanted to, to come through this. So we, you know, drove through, got our CD, um, listened to, you know, all the stations and listened to to everything that was that was being told. Remember um, the angel up on the, what did you guys have at the time? Uh, it was like a deer stand. Yeah. <laughs> was it a deer stand? Or scaffolding or yeah, something. Or something. It's, it's, yeah, it was really high up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so all of that, you know, it was um, just amazing. And that my daughters uh, enjoyed it so much. And um, afterwards, they asked if we could go to church here. 
And so um, we didn't have a church home. Had I didn't grow up in um, going to church regularly or anything like that. So, um, but I knew that at the time we probably needed something in our lives. And um, and I said, yeah, absolutely, we'll we'll start going to church there. So I um, started going to church here. Um, I was here for um, I remember some of the the Christmas service that year, things like that. You, I think, came. It's in. my first. That, that Christmas service, I wasn't even technically started yet, yeah, right. but I got to pray or I did some small mm-hmm. part yeah. in the service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just started coming regularly and um, started to, uh, well, I will say I was probably one of those people when you're newer, where you kind of just sit back and watch things and try yeah. to get acclimated to get what's going on and get the, yeah, the feel for things. So um, it was a little bit before I probably... Um, jumped in or and started going to a growth group and and um volunteer things can i tell them the story of your baptism sure this is like my one of my favorite stories so she she just i don't she came to us and was like all right i'm ready to get baptized and Amanda, if you know her, she's like, if she's made up her mind about something, she's already figured out how it's going to be done and how she'd like it to be done. And already the whole plan is already laid out for you. <laughs> and so, so I get, I come to the church building, right? Yeah. And she is there and she's ready to go. And we were so excited for her because we'd been praying for you for a long time. And my family loves you and your family. And when I got there, do you remember the... She had her own cake oh, yeah. ready. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it said, what said, um, what did it say? Welcome, Holy Spirit. Spirit. It yeah. said, Welcome, Holy Spirit on it. It was so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. It was like a reception. Because I, I invited, yeah. Yeah. sorry, I invited all the people that had some sort of, um, Heart, yeah, or influence uh-huh. in bringing me to that point. It yeah. was very important mm-hmm. to me to have it was um, it be was surrounded beautiful. by you know yeah. friends and family and things like that. It was so beautiful, and I was I was so not shamed, but I was like. I should do this for her and, and not her doing it for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but it was yeah, beautiful. Awesome. It was a great yeah, experience. It was awesome. It was I'm so glad you you did that. I'm so glad too. Um, all right. So drive through Bethlehem. You yep. started, you uh, drove through it. That was mm-hmm. an initial connection to the church. Yep. Um, you then started getting involved in it a few years in, right? So this was like 2019. Yeah. Um, it would have been the next, the next time that we put it on, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, and what was your first experience? You just participated? in it no you jumped right in <laughs> yeah oh like, man brian had me um stapling things on top of yeah. the staple like making <laughs> it look more authentic with like grass or hay or something uh-huh. like yeah. i was like oh, yeah. making things oh at if the anybody end, shows end. up anytime around there you get a job yeah so wait you, yeah. but you didn't direct uh, the, the volunteers yet did you i think the first year I, maybe you did. i might have yeah yeah, um, wow. he, I helped Carly with setting up the market. That was what it was, was the yeah. market. And then um, enlisting some people. Yeah. I was going around asking. Like, kind of. Kind of, I mean, I was really, She's you know, like twisting arms. Like, hey, Absolutely. we need more people in the market. Absolutely. That sort of thing. So, yeah. So, for you, being, being in through going through an event that was an initial, like, draw to the church, does it mean more to you than just someone who thinks, oh, it's a cool event, but it really doesn't really do anything? Well, I would say I do probably have a um, different perspective than other people that maybe just drive through it or think it's something that our church does because um, it was a had a profound influence, I would say, on my family, considering that that's what led to my baptism and my, um, you know, rebirth in Christ. And then um, that um, 
it, you know, I, I've invited other people now, like, you know, other members of my family or friends or, or whatever, and everyone really enjoys it. I don't know how many, you know, yeah. like keep coming. Result be because of that. Right. But you never know when you're planting a seed or, uh, or, you know, just something that starts someone on a journey. Mm-hmm. I think that is the most powerful thing about it is when you're participating in it or if you've done it for a few years you can sometimes get through the motions of like oh okay we just got to get through this but you forget that the story of jesus um and the story that we celebrate during christmas time god's plan in sending christ to this earth and what we celebrate is powerful and it does impact people but on the flip side it's also powerful to see a church that cares enough about sharing that message that they're willing to be outside for two hours in the cold and smiling at people and doing this performance so that someone might not only enjoy it and have like a family tradition, but also that they might hear the message. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also impactful. Like, Oh, what kind of church is this that would be willing to do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was thinking about that when we we, this was going to be our topic that it is just such a, uh, lovely way to show what a church you know what our church family is and just how everyone cares about everyone else because you've got runners that are bringing you you know um things to keep your hands warm or making sure mm-hmm. the fires are going or like you've got the safety crew that's making sure people can walk between the cars to get back into the church to yeah, go to the restroom right. or whatever you know so it's just really shows how we all work together to put on this production mm-hmm. um so that everyone can learn the story of jesus yeah. That was going to be my next question is, so you've seen it as you have gone through it, then you've attended it. What are the lessons that you've learned being a participant in it or some of the things that you've taken away like that of, oh, I, you know, we're seeing how we're treating one another, putting on a project. Are there, are there other lessons that you've learned participating in it? Um, I mean, it's always to me uh cool to see the how things happen behind the scenes. Right. So, um, but Brian is so instrumental in making sure it all goes according to plan um and there's he's got a huge plan and he keeps this what did you say somebody gave you a binder but you have this whole notes from every year that it's ever yeah. been done and um you just keep track of everything um we've got the costumes that are always in storage you know that sort of thing it's just there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of people that help with it and just um i think you uh one of the other things is that you guys have done a really great job of um putting everyone in a place that that uh, benefits their gifts or that uses their gifts and like um, and that in turn makes it such a great event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you've done this for a little while now. You talked a little bit about how it's easy to get into the rut or the routines of things when it when it actually happens and all the stuff is going on. When you sit back, like what are the things you're grateful for that this that this does? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always a mixture for me of like dread and then uh, being excited because there's great things that come out of doing a project like this. And yet we've talked a lot recently about um, when you do something like this, a lot of other things become either the you have to go into uh, automatic mode or whatever with, with your normal everyday stuff because it not not like for this whole season but but for you know especially those last couple of weeks i would say it becomes consuming mm-hmm. and so as much as you try to share that which i've you know obviously with some of you i've tried to share that burden there's still you know this certain amount of uh, stuff that's that's on my plate and 
when it's happening, it's obviously, you know, you see the cars lined up and the people are coming through and kids and dogs are hanging out the, the windows. windows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all worth it at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's always, that's kind of a given. The second thing though, is there's a certain amount of unity that our people feel mm-hmm. knowing there's nobody here that could do any of this on their own. Yeah. You know, I may take a higher share of it because I am the staff member in charge, but I mean, I don't even know how to tally up the cumulative hours that yeah. go into oh, yeah. putting this on. And that's what we evaluate it by every year is, um, you know, for the resources being put in, are we seeing mm-hmm. results? And, and you can't see all those results. Like she was saying, it's a seed often that's planted that you may not even hear about till later. Yeah. Like one time I was talking to this guy and his family had first become acquainted with our church the first year we did the mega tree. I had no idea of that. And it was like, you know, Here's the, 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 what was last year was the second year. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was yeah. just the second year. So it hasn't been that long for yeah. the mega tree, but it was, it was a long time after that happened. And I didn't even know that. Yeah. And so it's, you do kind of live in this world of, I don't know all the results. Mm-hmm. You know, just like we do with our preaching. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you get this immediate result. A lot of times somebody will say something 10 years later. Do you remember that sermon you preached? No, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a seed was planted. Yeah. I was talking to a lady that's like the only time that my husband would ever come into this church is for one of these Christmas events mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Yeah. Maybe that seed will grow sometime. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope you're getting excited about Drive to Bethlehem like we are, and we hope that you will think about participating in it. It's something that is a great event and something that we are really excited about and passionate about here, and we know it'll be used for the glory of God and for the benefit of our church and the community. Amanda, I have one more question for you before we end this. And it, it's probably it, the hardest one. It is. The, it's not really the hardest one. <laughs> um, considering your journey and everything that you have gone on, um, there are some people who are either um, skeptical of church, mm-hmm. and for good reason, right. uh, or intimidated by church. What would you say to someone who may have been in, in your shoes where they might know, yeah, I, I could use a community around me, but they're not really sure how to take that next step into getting involved or going to a church? Like, What would you say to someone that's kind of there at that fringe place where the edge place where they, they want to make a decision to get connected mm-hmm. and maybe are curious about Jesus, but haven't quite taken that plunge yet. Um, what, what, what would you say to them to help them um, make a confident choice? Um, I would say be brave. And just like you said, um, when you said curious, um, you know, ask the questions, find, find someone that you trust that you can build a relationship with um, ask hard questions. I mean, if you if you're if you're questioning it, then you should talk to someone about it because mm-hmm. um, it it's a lot of faith. You can't you know no one's going to be able to hand you something or show you for sure. This is exactly you know you should believe. Yeah. It's because it's it's constantly talking to someone, seeing how God works in people's lives, mm-hmm. um, and then um, just taking that leap of faith, really. But ask the hard questions so that you can start to remove the doubts. Yeah. 
And then this is a two-parter. What would you tell the people that are praying for those individuals that they, they're wanting to reach them or maybe they're on their hearts? Like what would be something good to say, hey, this is how you can encourage that person without pushing them away? Um, I would say continue to share your story. Like, stories are impactful and important. Um, share your story. Uh, share maybe the story of, of others and how you know um, God has changed or worked in their lives. If it can be something small, it can be large like miracles, mm-hmm. but um, just continuing to share that because uh, just like we said, it can be planting a seed. Uh, maybe that person's not in a season of their life where they really need God, but there may come a time when they do and they'll think back to all these stories that they've heard and mm-hmm. um, everyone that's shared their, you know, what, how God has helped them, how a church community has helped them and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, they'll pull back to that and hopefully, you know, um, get connected. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for joining us uh, on today's podcast. We hope that this has been encouraging to you. And we are grateful for Amanda. Thank you for being here today. Uh, Brian, thank you for putting up with my shenanigans. (laughs) And uh, we love you all very much. And we hope to see you here next week on the Ripple Effect podcast. See you guys.